Welcome to It's a Lock, the industry leader in delivering world-class news, views, and analysis related to sports and sports betting. We promise to stuff every episode with square takes, losing streaks, kisses of death, and good old-fashioned degeneracy. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. Welcome to It's a Lock Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 3. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent. With me, as always, Mad Money Mike. How you doing, Mike? Hey, yo. Great to be here, Big Bet Brent. It's the moment we've been waiting for, man. NFL Week 1, and I am pumped. This is finally the last pod where we talk about Week 1 lines. There are no more Sundays without football for the next, I don't even know, like four or five months. It's a great time. I do so. You're Mad Money Mike, right? And that's official. Just it's oh, it's official. And I'm actually wondering how mad are you because Florida State actually, you know, college football just kicked off this past weekend, and Florida State unranked put up quite a fight against Notre Dame. Like, are are you like seeing a silver lining with that, or are you upset because they could have won? Like. It was quite a game. I'm sure – yes, you definitely watched it. Of course, you didn't bet on your team. Um, so, I'm curious right off the bat, college football, just a little teaser intro. Yeah, certainly it's one of those moments where you're torn between being proud of the fight that your team put up and also being extremely down because they had a real opportunity to win, but they didn't. Uh, roller coaster of emotions. Um, obviously, you know – with each passing day, the pain fades away and uh, the pride, you know, creeps in. We're going to put up, obviously, a hell of a season. And that being the spotlight game, the only game on Sunday, the eyes of the nation were upon us. We rose to the occasion, you know, Seminole Nation. I think it's fair to say we are backish. We're coming back, baby, and, uh, <laughs> and that, that was the start of it, man. So, yeah, really tough last night, uh, but, you know, like I said, with each passing minute, more and more uh, just uh, proud, proud and uh, excited for the season. Yeah, college football is going to be exciting. As you know, Oregon Lottery scoreboard – or not Oregon Lottery scoreboard, but, like, the state of Oregon doesn't allow betting on college sports. So, um, the the college football realm is, uh, is purely, um, you know, uh, for – just for entertainment purposes for me. So that's kind of nice, actually. Um, now, obviously, that doesn't count towards any bets that we put on the old bet tracker, the old side action. As you know, mm-hmm. the gambler in me, uh, you know, you have to put emotions aside and you have got to uh, win money. And obviously, as I'm sure you were going to let our loyal listeners know anyways, yes, I did bet against the Seminoles, my alma mater. I bet against them. <laughs> The one thing you just don't do, although it is a win-win in a way, it can be unless you bet the spread like an idiot, which I did, because if the te- if, if you lose, you win money, and if you win, your team wins. So that's kind of like the win-win of the situation. But obviously, as you know, I bet the spread, 
I said Notre Dame minus seven was a lock. I was looking real good. Not a lock. Was a lock, 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 or a lickety lock, or something like that. <laughs> you were so <laughs> sure, and you just you're absolutely right. There's no silver lining because they won but didn't cover. It's like a double loss. Bad money, Mike. You're just getting your losses out of the way, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's where I was going with this. Just want to get shake the old sillies out before uh, before we lay mm-hmm. down the lumber and start stacking the cheddar. Uh, yeah, pretty painful, um, pretty painful uh, position I took there. Um, obviously, when Notre Dame was up thirty-eight uh, twenty later in the third quarter, I was looking, uh, I was looking real nice at that point. But whatever, it's only twenty-five bucks just for fun. You got my goat. Yes, blah blah blah. <laughs> Tough stuff, man. But back to the positive. Florida State football is looking good, and back to even more positives. NFL Week One. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this, uh, you know, this opening college football weekend was like an appetizer. It was really cool and exciting and like bringing back, you know, great memories of like fully packed stadiums, just people. I saw some like crazy fights on Twitter, like people are idiots, but it's just great to have football back. And you're absolutely right. We're going to talk today. So there's a full slate. You know, you've got Thursday night. Um, it's Cowboys at Bucks. I wrote down Bucks at Cowboys. But, yeah, the Cowboys heading into Tampa Bay to kick off the NFL season this Thursday night. We're going to talk about that game. And then of the remaining games on Sunday, we've got six more games that we're going to zone in on, trying to you know pick the, the cream of the crop, the best, most competitive games. So in total, we're going to talk about seven games. Right before we do that, I did want to Mad Money Mike, we still need to iron out our bet stamp challenge where you know we're keeping track of all of our NFL you know week to week bets and we haven't figured out we both loaded up you know quote unquote loaded up $500 under the account under our both accounts and I'm curious like I've got a number in mind where it's like we take the difference of how we do at the end of the year and then boom that's how much you go into the tracker I'm thinking we should just do that and like put like a $200 limit on it or something oh, okay. okay. there's no hot okay. dogs involved and so I want to get your view yeah, because the way that I see this going, um, so obviously just to fill in our loyal listeners, once again, we've each put 500, you know, fake dollars, fantasy dollars, whatever. We put $500 into this app called BetStamp. Uh, BetStamp seems to be really cool. It's a way of, uh, you know, you can follow all the different lines, all the different books, and, um, you know, essentially track your bets by just, you know, making the bets and, and, and keeping track of how you would do. Um, we... Uh, and so we've got a competition going. We've each put 500 in. We're going to see who has the uh, most at the end of the season. And obviously, uh, whoever has the most, <clears throat> my Mad Money Mike, will uh, be crowned the champion better of the year. Um, now, obviously, the way that I see this going is at the end of the year, uh, you know, my best stamp account will probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of like, I don't know, 2,500, three grand. Yours will probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of zero. And so. <laughs> obviously want to make sure that there is a cap because to put 3000 G's or not 3000 G's, but to put three G's in the bet tracker would be, uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure how Chittum would, uh, I, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, uh, I don't know how that would sit with you, but I would feel bad about it. So I, I like the idea of putting the cap on it. If you want to make the cap 200, that sounds great. Um, book it. Okay. 200, 200 max cap. Otherwise, the difference to the tracker. 
There you go. And this will this will be just like an excellent lesson in bankroll management for all of our loyal listeners when Mad Money Mike is bankrupted by week three because, <laughs> oh, my God, how did the Buccaneers lose to the Cowboys? Like, I already know how much you're going to bet. And it's just like, wow, this is uh, this is going to be easier than I thought, I guess. So I may, not, I may not even have to place any bets. I'll just sit on my $500, like put it into a money market account, come out with $550. You're at zero, bitching and moaning for 18, 17 weeks. I'll give you two weeks to lose them and, uh, hey. you know, just collect 200 bucks. Well, that you've actually you brought up a uh, you brought up a great point. Should we institute a mandatory one bet per week? You have to make at least one bet per week. I don't think we're going to have that problem, but sure, mandatory bets. I owe. We're both least... degenerates. That's not going to be a problem. But Dude, uh, be, if I, it makes you feel better, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, there's Thursday football, there's Sunday. No matter what, I'll be making at least three bets a week. There's not a chance I'm going to let a Thursday, a Sunday, and a Monday go by without a bet. So I'm definitely down for three. But I like the mandatory one bet per week so that we don't uh, we don't have big bet Brent sitting on his haunches over there just watching his, watching his $500 sit nice and pretty. So, all right, I like that. And I'm very fascinated with uh, the, the little um, tease that you just laid down about, oh, how did the Cowboys beat the Buccaneers? Is that a um, – is that a little foreshadowing for a position that you're taking? You want to jump right into that first game? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. I have a couple other announcements. I'll save them for the end. Let's oh, jump right can... into it. Okay, all right. Yeah, let's do it. Let's jump right into it. And I'll answer your question, no way in hell. But <laughs> I did a little research on bankroll management. And let me tell you, betting uh, – I'll let you tell. How much money are you going to bet on the Buccaneers to beat the Cowboys by? I, the line is eight. It's all the way up to eight. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you remember or not, but I told I was saying about how I wanted to grab it before it started to go up, and of course it did. It was seven and a half. Now, I don't – I mean, I don't know. It's NFL, and obviously you score points, you know, typically – you score three points at one time at a minimum. I don't see a huge difference between seven and a half and eight in this game, but but as a gambler, you know, every half point matters. Um, but the point I'm getting at is I am equally as enthusiastic about eight as I was about seven and a half. I will be uh, taking the Buccaneers minus eight to um, a little town uh, known as Pound Town. I will be stacking cheddar on this game, and I will be stacking it high. Buccaneers <laughs> minus eight. Uh, I saw a great quote uh, from Mike Evans uh, today um, saying that their, their offense is, is miles ahead of where they were last year. And obviously we know what they did last year. Uh, you know, the Buccaneers are, are a, are a bottom to top organization that has essentially, you know, uh, an on the field coach, as we've talked about before and Tom Brady. And uh, we know that they have been preparing. We know that Tom Brady has been uh, involving his teammates in, in off season activities be it sanctioned or unsanctioned, all year long, including, uh, you know, um, I, I saw some reports about, you know, getting input from the players on different plays and, you know, and, and helping players and having, like, sessions where, like, they, they go over the playbook and, you know, just all these intangible things, um, you know, that, that Tom Brady, you know, brings to the offensive side of the ball. And then, of course, we know uh, what their defense did last year, and we know that they haven't really lost any players on the defensive side of the ball. So there's no reason to expect that the defense is going to be, you know, anything other than 
you know, similar to what they were last year. So you're looking at a very strong defensive team and you're looking at uh, an offense that was even better than an outstanding offense last year. On the other side of the ball, you've got the Cowgirls, who, as we know, will be without uh, Dak Prescott once again. Um, They're without him? Is it, I, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Uh, do we may have to we may have to hit the edit button on this one? I I was under the I was under the impression that Dak Prescott would not be starting the season. No, I'm pretty sure Dak Prescott's playing, but their starting guard is out due to COVID nineteen. I did see that. Dak, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big guy, and we and we obviously know that their uh, their offensive uh, line had serious problems last year. Uh, Zeke Elliott was uh, was a victim of the offensive line woes. Um. So yeah, so interesting. I'm uh, you know gonna have to pull the dad card on this one, new baby card. I, I definitely am a little bit behind. Like I said, I thought that I had uh, you know read that that Dak was not gonna make it back for the season opener. So uh, certainly changes things a little bit. But if anything, though, I think with him having been out you know for so long, seeing his first game action, you know to see the Buccaneers in his first game action is just gonna be a task that he's gonna be uh, unable to overcome, especially you know going on the road, hostile environment. And those are, uh, those are my general, uh, you know, themes for this game. Where are you at? Oh yeah. I'm right there with you. I think that the bucks are going to run away with it. I'm, I'm happy to give eight points um, there. You can do alternate lines. I might sprinkle a little bit on 18 points. Um, you nailed all the points, you know, Dak Prescott coming off of two injuries, hadn't really done much in the preseason because of, you know, that, that shoulder issue. And meanwhile, the bucks, they never slowed down. They just won the Super Bowl and they just keep going. So um, for all those reasons, I'll be, th- this will be just right off the bat, my two unit play of the week. I have made my bet size 5% of my bankroll. So that will be $25 uh, with a $500 starting bankroll. So this game I'll be putting down 50 bones on the bucks minus eight. Check me on the bet stamp app and I'll come back next week that much richer. Nice, nice. Well, and I, obviously, I did not, um, I did not disclose how much that I will be putting on this game. Uh, it'll be a hundred and fifty dollars that I will be putting on the Bucks minus eight in the Bet Stamp app. So, uh, you know, I'll catch you in my rearview mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Hey, man, I love, I love it going big. I hope you're right because then you know we're both stacking cheddar. It's just you know we we have different levels of you know risk reward. How much you know risk of ruin. You know, I, I did my research. I'm confident in, you know, downswings, et cetera, et cetera. You, on the other hand, fly by the seat of your pants, Portland, you know, smoking doobies, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this matters to me, and uh, we'll see how it pans out, I guess. Oh, love it, man. Love it. Yeah, this is um... – this is the big leagues, dude. This is the big leagues. I, I like your cautious approach, obviously. Um, I remember I remember when I was a, a kid, too. And uh, <laughs> why don't we move on to the second game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, so this is you know going back to uh, your hometown, you know where where uh, we spent some time as well. Steelers at Bills. Well, it's an away game, but the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. The it was seven, but it came down. Now the Bills are given six and a half. Mad Money Mike. Do you think Big Ben can get it done, or do you think Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are just still too hot? I think Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are still too hot. I mean, 
if you dropped water on this team, it would turn to steam immediately. You know, this is a, this is a red hot. This is, uh, you know, this is, this is a championship caliber football team. Now, uh, you know, reports, you know, out of Steelers camp and, and certainly the way that, you know, they looked in the preseason are, uh, are indicative of, uh, of them having a, a real strong start to the year as well. So I think this is going to be a great game. Um, you know, I, I think the difference is going to be defensive. I, I just don't know if the Steelers defense is going to be now, now last year they did play pretty solid. We know that the Steelers defense had a lot of trouble, you know, uh, over the last, you know, call it like six years. They really did have a pretty great start to the year, even through mid year last year, um, obviously faltered at the end, like the entire team did. Um, but that is, you know, that obviously shows that they're, they're, you know, they're making great progress on the defensive side of the ball. So I don't necessarily think that like, you know, oh, they're going to have a bad defense or anything like that. But I just think that I just think that the Bills are in a better position to capitalize off of, you know, chinks in the armor on the Steelers defensive side of the ball than vice versa. So basically we're looking at two high powered offensives. But if I had to give the edge, I'd give it to the Bills. And then you're looking at two solid defenses. And if I had to give the edge, I'd give it to the Bills. So edge, edge, but both on the Bills side is how I see it. Now, as far as the line, as far as this being six and a half, I got to be honest with you, I, I don't know. I, I, could see, I could see this being a three-point game. Um, you know, so for me, this is, uh, this is a money line take. And I am on the Bills um, money line at minus 305. Now, obviously, that's poor value. Um, but, you know, I'm still looking to win bets early in the year before I've really seen what teams are bringing uh, to the field. Uh, so despite the poor value, um, obviously we wanted to highlight this game because of both of our histories in Pittsburgh and it being the Steelers and it being, you know, uh, two high caliber teams. Um, but again, despite the poor value, that's where I'm at on this one. Bill's money line minus three or five. I like it. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think the Bills are the better team here. Season opener on the road. Um, Big Ben, what, you know, are we going to get the Big Ben of old or is the Big Ben of old, you know, long gone? Um, I just think this, you know, tough AFC matchup, six and a half points is just too many. I like the Bills, but I, I can't give six and a half points. I really liked it when it was at seven. So um, I will be staying away from this one on the best stamp at, but. Um, I do like the Steelers getting that many points. Um, they're just a good culture. I talked about this, you know, in the AFC uh, team win total season previews. But, uh, yeah, I just think that's just way too many points. It's going to be a hard-nosed football game that, uh, like you said, could go down to the wire, a field goal here or there. Um, so I won't be betting on this one, but I, but I do like your angle. Um, and now if, I, if I did have to pick versus spread, I'd take the Steelers. So now hoping one, they get off one, to a good start. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Uh, and all I was going to say is, is one thing uh, that I just, that I'm going to continue to pound home throughout the entire season is two words. And I'll say these two words three times in a row, six words, live bet, live bet, live bet. That's where you're going to make your money. This is a game. I'm telling you, if you come out and you see, and if you see within the first three series, the bills, you know, moving the ball with authority and shutting down the Steelers' offense, then, in my opinion, you feel comfortable live betting 
Bill's spread at that point. I don't, I, I think that if, I think, you know, knowing, knowing what the Bills bring to the table, knowing, uh, you know, their coaching style and, and how well coached they are as well, they're not going to be a team that is going to, you know, to let the Steelers get back in the game per se. Now, obviously, this is, this again, you have to watch it. But in general, my feeling is that if you, if you see the Bills, you know, kind of more or less dominating, you know, just like I said, defensive shutdowns and moving the ball really well, you know, the ideal thing would be, you know, Bills moving the ball really well and maybe, uh, you know, the drive ends with a field goal, you know, keep, the, keep it low, but you can see they're moving the ball shutting down the Steelers on offense. So it's not like a situation where the score runs away early. That's going to like kill the live betting odds or juice up the live betting lines, but, you know, kind of get that three mm-hmm. Oh start where it kind of stays like a close score, but you were watching and you know, you saw, even though it ended in a field goal, they were moving it, moving it, moving it. And, you know, they shut them down, the Steelers down on defense. Then I would say that mm-hmm. would be an opportunity to pound the bills uh, spread uh, live. Just, you know, mm-hmm. just a little, just a little tidbit there. That's where I'm going to be. Uh, that's really where I'm going to be focusing my efforts is on the live betting. Nice. I love that. That's that's great advice. I hope our loyal listeners are writing these notes down. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the NFC. We've got the Seattle Seahawks at the Indianapolis Colts. Right now, the Colts at home are getting two and a half. Man Money Mike, I did see that Carson Wentz is planning on making the start. Do you think the Colts have the surrounding teammate, you know, team structure, offense, defense to, you know, help get Carson Wentz back into shape and cover the spread? I don't. I certainly don't. Uh, you know, obviously I wanted to I want to spotlight this game because the, the Seahawks are uh, you know, kind of the you know, unofficial or even official, whatever you want to call it, home team of Portland. So the Seahawks are kind of my home team now, uh, you know, just based on where I'm at. And um, and so certainly I'll be not only rooting for the Seahawks, but I will also be using them to stack cheddar on this game. The Seahawks <laughs> uh, will definitely cover the spread. They will win this game by three or more. Uh, Carson Wentz is, um, how do you say, has been even though he's still young. He's like not even old enough to be a has-been, and he's already a has-been. It's not going to work out for him. Now, obviously, they do have, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor. They've got, they got some weapons. You know, they've got some decent receivers. Um, but the Seahawks, the Seahawks, the Seahawks are, are going to bring a defense, and they're going to bring, you know, a run de- – you know, they're going to bring a run defense, and they're, they're not going to give much away over the top. Um, and so I just don't see, you know, Carson Wentz being able to be that kind of quarterback that takes advantage of the middle of the field all game long. I just don't think with the Seahawks pass rush, uh, you know, he's going to be able to, to capitalize, you know, on that. And, um, and, and they're going to get behind. Obviously, we know the Seahawks have a great offense. You know, Russell Wilson, I don't have all the exact statistics in front of me. But, um, you know, when you look at uh, – you know, when you look at quarterback production, he's like number one over the last X amount of years in, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I said, all the statistics in front of me. But, you know, Russell Wilson is, is, a, is a premier quarterback. And when you put together a certain group of statistics, he could be viewed as the number one quarterback over a certain period of time over the last X amount of years. So um, they're going to bring the offense. They're going to bring the defense. The Colts are going to sputter um, 
under a, uh, a brand-new has-been quarterback that they're trying to plug into a system uh, that he's not going to be ready to capitalize on. Seahawks, minus 2.5, taking it to pound town. That's going to be $100 on the bet stamp app for me. Let's go. Oh, man. Hey, I love the enthusiasm and the confidence. I'm right there with you. I definitely – I already made, I think, most of my bets in bet stamp, but I don't think I made this one yet. And if I didn't, I will be going back in and adding it for a cool $25. I think the Seahawks, like you said, head and shoulders above the Colts. Um, Carson Wentz, uh, yeah. I don't know if he was a has-been or a never-was. I mean, he was good, but it was regular season, and that year they won the Super Bowl, he got hurt, and Nick Foles took him across the finish line. My only hesitancy that kind of makes me waffle between taking minus two-and-a-half or taking money lines is I don't have the exact stat, but the Seahawks are crazy in the number of single-score games that they're in. They, like, never blow teams out. And so minus two-and-a-half is – Clearly important because we're off of three, but you know this could be a close game, and I, I still got to make up my mind whether or not I'm going to take Seahawks money line or give the two and a half. But I'm definitely with you on the Seahawks winning this game, and you know as we talked about in the AFC win totals, I think we both took the Colts under just zero faith in uh, Carson Wentz. So right yeah, there with you. It's interesting to think about this line as a bit of a trap line because I will tell you one thing: anybody who really kind of has followed football at all over the last however you know blah 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 amount of time is looking at this and they're just salivating i think like any time like the general public is just like oh man seahawks minus two and a half that's a lock like that probably does put up a bit of a red flag uh you know to be cautious with um and uh and certainly the seahawks do play close games um you know but you know indianapolis plays uh they play indoors um you know, it's it is interesting because the money line isn't terrible at minus one forty five, and um, you know I certainly could see. Obviously, we've seen it a million times a Seahawks one or two point win, um, but I just don't see. You know, when you factor in you know coaching and and uh, and player production, I, I cannot see the Seahawks losing this game. So. I potentially am right there with you. Uh, Seahawks minus two and a half is minus one twenty. Money line is minus one forty five. Not a whole lot of difference there. Um, so it is possible that by the time I actually pull the trigger, it may be on Seahawks money line. Uh, stay tuned to Betstamp uh, for more details. <laughs> yeah, the fact that minus two and a half is minus one twenty tells you that money's pouring in on the Seahawks, and they're about to move that to minus three. So, yeah. Um, if those numbers uh, hold, I'll definitely be taking the, the money line, minus 140. All right, moving on to an AFC division rivalry. Well, I don't know if it's a rivalry, but it's a division game with some Alabama alma mater. You have Tua Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. I'm never going to get it right. I'll say it 100 times. And the Miami <laughs> Dolphins at the New England Patriots. Cam newton now with 100% more Mac Jones. Giving three, so, you know, neutral site, they're pretty much uh, stacking up as even odds. Um, but, nope, it's, it's in New England. Pats are getting three. Mad Money Mike, which quarterback, coaching staff, do you like better? I'm going to let you take this one away, man. Why don't you, uh, why don't you give your thoughts? Let me, let me piggyback off you on this one because this is a toughie. This is a toughie. This is going to be – Yeah, I, I, am, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely in the mag. 
spent inordinate amounts of money over the offseason just completely stacking their team. And then they had a really good preseason with Mac Jones. I think that the 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 parting of Cam Newton was like very well received and the locker room is behind Mac Jones. And for those reasons, I think the Pats are going to have, you know, a barn burner of a year. Meanwhile, the Dolphins, I, I do like the Dolphins too, but I just, sadly, it's like, you know, better versus slightly not as good. Um, so for those reasons, I'll be taking the, the pass with a hot start. I'll be giving the three. I got this in the best stamp app. Wow. Wow. Taking the rookie quarterback. Ah, oh, man. I, uh, I think that this is going to be, I think this is going to be a game determined by some X factor, like, you know, some kind of potentially like, uh, the referees may decide this one. A late pass interference, mm-hmm. you know, a late pass interference uh, gives one of these teams an opportunity to kick a field goal to win it. Um, and I think that that field goal gives one of these teams uh, a one or two point win. And therefore, I'm going to have to take the Dolphins uh, plus three. Um, yeah, there's not much to say about it. I mean, you know, again, you're talking about Bill Belichick. You know, you're talking about, you know, greatest coach, uh, you know, of NFL, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Mac Jones, obviously, you know, the, the reports, uh, you know, coming out of uh, of New England on, on what he's bringing to the table with his uh, exceptional knowledge of the playbook. I got a real kick out of the reports that he was, like, teaching Cam Newton, like, things in the playbook. <laughs> I heard that, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, and just knowing that the players, it's – you know, if you know, in terms of any kind of conversation about divided locker room, that kind of stuff, knowing that players under Bill Belichick, you know, they know this is about winning. This isn't about uh, this isn't about like you know who we liked or or any of that kind of stuff. You know, they're they're going to be well in tune with you know who's giving us you know the best chance to win and and uh, and rallying behind that. Um, and then of course we always know you know what uh, what the Patriots are going to bring on. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick defense is going to bring to the table. Uh, you know, I think Tua has had, you know, some time now to kind of reflect on, on what happened last year. And he's got some talents, you know, he's, he's an X factor. He, he's got some talents that, you know, they, they also have a talented defense and be interesting to see what their defense, you know, what kind of positions they can put a rookie quarterback in. Um, I do I, – I feel like I am, you know, leaning – you know, let's just put it this way. Gun to my head, I've got to pick someone to win. I think probably gun to my head, i got to take the Patriots, which is kind of just – it's it's incre- You know, it's a little bit crazy with Mac Jones, you know, just getting the starting thing, like, you know, so recently rookie quarterback, 29 yards. But but being in New England, Bill Belichick, all the variables, uh, you know, I do, you know, have to give, uh, you know, page – I think that – I may end up laying off this one, or I may just do a small bet on uh, Dolphins plus three think uh mm-hmm. it's certainly possible or maybe you know just lay down a little a little measly like 25 bones or something you know <laughs> <laughs> something oh, something man. insignificant this challenge will be won or lost after the first week hey one thing i was thinking about just now and i may place this later i hadn't done it yet was taking the under in this game uh mm. i should have it right here it is 44 i mean yeah. i could see I could see this being, like you said, like a 16-13 type game or like a 17-18 or something, but mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. definitely a defensive battle where two uh, two young quarterbacks can't quite find their way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's stay in the AFC. I think we're in the afternoon slate by now. The uh, Browns are at the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs are giving six. Now, these are this. I'm really glad you picked this game. This is two two talented teams, two talented offenses. This could go a lot of different ways. Mad Money Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss the ball back in your court. Let you kick this one off. Yeah, I feel like the Browns showed us last year that they're not a team that you want to eagerly bet against. You know, Nick Chubb is going to run the football, and the offensive line is going to open up holes for him. Uh, anytime, mm-hmm. you know, anytime that you've got uh, such an effective running game and can take pressure off your quarterback, you know, that's going to open things up, you know, for your entire offense. And Baker Mayfield is, uh, you know, he's a guy who's, He's a guy who's ready to capitalize. He's he's a guy who is you know is is ready to take advantage of of a of a defense that's worried about the run game. Uh, you know the Chiefs obviously are just like you know mega talented, um, well coached. We we certainly saw some chinks uh, in the, in their armor last year. Uh, you know they they showed that they um, you know that they are mortal after all. Um, they did try and patch them, though. They completely redid their offensive line. I think the key question will be, was it a success or not? I completely agree. Yeah. So any, my, my, my position has always been that any time you totally redo something and then you get thrown into game speed, no matter what you say about practice, no matter what you say about preseason, real game speed is – it's just entirely different beast. And so mm-hmm. – you know, not to say that they won't find their rhythm, but I just feel like, and this kind of goes back to the the Colts thing a little bit, you know, about, you know, plugging in Carson Wentz. And, you know, anytime you're doing something brand new, just to come right out of the gate and expect it, you know, to run at a high level is is always a bit, uh, you know, always a bit shaky in my opinion. Uh, you know, the Browns, the Browns are not going to have that. The other thing the Browns are going to have is uh, is a chip on their shoulder. They're going to know that they're the underdog. You know they're a, they're a they're a hard nosed football team. You know that wants to prove people wrong. And I feel like the fact that uh, that they've been under the radar, like you haven't heard a peep, you haven't heard a peep about Baker Mayfield, you haven't heard a peep at all. Like they're just, uh, you know, they're just really, um, you know, they're staying low profile. They're just, uh, I feel like they're just kind of ready to come out and, and prove a lot of people wrong. So. I am could not be more excited to watch this game, and I will be betting on it probably as a live bet. But I don't know what I don't even know what to make. I don't know what to make of this. I, I do know that I don't know. You know, again, like I could see the Browns winning. I could see an upset. Or I could certainly see, you know, the Chiefs running away with it. Yeah, I'm just I'm all over the place. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around you know, what I like pregame, but I think that we'll know a lot within the first four or five drives. Well, let me give you a couple of thoughts because you, you had a, a couple of good points that I want to add some, you know, add some, add some, I guess, feedback to is that the Chiefs last year historically were terrible at covering, great at winning, terrible at covering. And if you also think they're going to be getting a slow start, you could look at it a couple of different ways. You could take the points with the Browns full game, or you could look things like first quarter or first half. I'm sure the Browns would be getting, you know, maybe half a point in the first quarter, probably three, I don't even know, two and a half points in the first half. I think if what you're saying is true, and I think there's a great chance that it is that, hey, it takes time. 
um, in a, a regular season game for that offensive line to get used to each other in full game speed, you may want to take the Browns first half getting two points. So I actually think there's some some real good value there that makes a lot of sense, and I may end up doing that. I definitely uh, was intending on laying off this game and just sitting back and enjoying it because um, a lot of people, just like you know you mentioned, are really high on the Browns this year, and so. I, I couldn't – I didn't want to take Chiefs money line. I just didn't think there was much value. And uh, I hate betting against the Chiefs, so um, I wasn't planning on doing much except uh, really enjoying a, a great afternoon of, uh, of Sunday football. So what do you think about some of those thoughts? Love them. Absolutely love them. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, – I'm looking at Brown's first quarter money line plus 160. I mean, that's pretty Ooh. tasty. That's pretty tasty. I mean, that's pretty. Is tasty. there a spread? Is the spread like Browns yeah. plus a half? Or, oh, it's plus one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But so, you know, it's minus, so it's high. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. minus one ten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a tie. You know, tie wins there. Win. Minus one ten. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know, for the half, you've got Browns plus four at minus one ten. You've got Browns money Whoa. line. Yeah, and you got Browns money line plus one eighty five. Browns plus four first half. Could yeah, that's be. on the that's on the other side of three. I was not expecting that. Yeah, that could be that could be one to put a little fire emoji next to. You know, that's <laughs> that is that is extra spicy. Um, yeah, lots to think well, about here, man. But this is going to be that's going to be a heck of a game. And we got so many games. What are your plans? How are you going to watch all these games? You uh, are you going with like NFL Sunday Ticket or what are your uh, what are your viewing plans this year? Man, I have to figure out something. I, you know what? I don't know. Does YouTube TV come with uh, all the games, or do I have to buy the NFL Red Zone? Oof, you're asking the wrong guy, man. I have no idea. What I'll be doing on – it'll be like game day. I'll just be bitching and moaning. No, oh, I can't get into the games. I'll just be like scrambling, Googling, how can I watch this game? And I'll just be like dropping like 65 bucks on like a brand new nfl subscription like day of after i just got done bitching for like 20 minutes that's how i foresee it going but uh but in terms of in terms of of information i know right now it's it's nil i know nothing i you know i also think this year for the for the first time in my entire life i may end up you know forking over the cash and getting nfl red zone it just feels it feels different this year it feels like the hype to me is just that much more. I am literally – well, not literally. I'm on figurative pins and needles over here. I, I need to watch the football. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, there's something about, I think, being uh, you know, being the new dads and just uh, – we've been through a lot. You know, we've been through a lot. We need this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm not sure exactly um, how it's going to work out. There was a, there was a college game on – Fox uh, that I couldn't get, and I did, I did like sign up for Fubo um, just so that I could like watch this. And I was thinking like, you know, there's going to be some various games on you know Fox and other networks that I want to watch. And now I'm trying to like figure out like, can I watch NFL? So maybe if any of our loyal listeners like know like yes, with your with your basic Fubo subscription you can also watch nfl like please like shoot us an email or if you've got any ideas or if there's any knowledge out there among our loyal listeners about what we can do to make sure that we watch all the games uh please please shout it out for us um 
but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. Got to figure something out. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and in my mind, so Chittum, she, she started this, she bought the NBC like Peacock subscription for like mm-hmm. 99 cents. And so that gives me the right to come back and get NFL red zone for like $200 a week. So oh, I mean, she started it. <laughs> but but on your note, definitely loyal listeners, send us an email. It's a lock podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at it's a lock podcast. No apostrophes in any of that. At the end of today's episode, we do have a loyal listener email that we'll get to. Um, nice. I've been holding it ever so patiently. We do have two games left. Let's go back to the NFC and the Green Bay Packers. At the New Orleans Saints, although this game will be played in Jacksonville, right now the Saints are giving four in a quote-unquote home game after being displaced from Hurricane Ida. And, of course, on the Packers, we're all well aware of, you know, the all the shenanigans that's been going on with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I guess I'll, maybe I'll take this one first. I, you know, yeah, there was quite team. a bit of – yeah, there was quite a bit of hype with uh, Jameis Winston popping off versus the Jaguars. And I just don't see it when you throw in on top of it, you know, the, the effects of hurricane Ida and what it does to you. And, and I can say that personally, you know, I, I was affected by hurricane Ida, me and uh, Chittam and Kramer did evacuate. Um, you know, we were very fortunate. Our house was safe. Um, no flooding in the area, just some trees down. Um, but just even, even with that being said, you know, it, it is, it does affect you and you, you don't think the same, um, you just, you're not the same. Um, and I think that is sadly going to affect the saints as, uh, they play and suit up for the first time this coming Sunday. So, um, I'm actually not going to bet on this game, but I do like the Packers giving four, um, in, you know, this, this not even home game. So, um, I do want to give a big shout out to, uh, the Bensons. They did uh, pledge quite a bit of money to help with the recovery efforts, which are still underway. In fact, um, on that subject like i just got power i just heard from my neighbors i just got power back to my house today so we're still in pensacola we won't be heading back until next weekend but uh yeah man hurricane ida just as an aside you know uh yeah hurricanes are real um you know whether or not you think it's global warming or whatnot um the effects of uh you know mother nature seem to be uh only getting worse and uh you know hearts go out to other folks in the area that were affected and uh yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about that. So kind of a, a somber game to, to talk about. But, you know, hey, sometimes real life uh, does bleed into the sports world. And sadly, this is one of those times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely can't say enough about how much we're, you know, thinking about how everybody, uh, you know, was affected and, and you know, wishing them, you know, the, all the best. It's just it's, it's really heartbreaking, man. So glad that uh, that you and your family weren't affected and, you um, yeah, it's tough, man. It's a real heartbreaker, and uh, and you know, it certainly would um, would hope to you know that the Saints will will kind of you know maybe maybe put uh, you know football as a way of 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 kind of you know bringing people together and help help fill in uh, you know some gaps as, as much as it can and, and lifting people's spirits. So hopefully the Saints kind of use that as motivation and and come out and get a strong win, uh, you know to to kind of lift the spirits of, of, you know, a bunch of Saints fans that, that have been affected. So, yeah, man, it's uh, real tough. Um, I'm with you, man. Just going to lay off and, and root hard for the Saints. Amen. Appreciate those thoughts. All right, let's close it out. 
with the Denver Broncos at the New York football Giants. The Giants at home with Danny Dimes, Saquon Barkley, led by Joe Judge, are giving three points versus Denver Broncos with Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater at the helm. Mad Money Mike, why don't you take this one away to close us out with the last NFL game we're going to cover today? Yeah, well, I'm glad we covered this one just because you and I both were so big on the Giants, um, still are so big on the Giants. And uh, I thought this one was fascinating with them being home underdogs, uh, you know, against, uh, you know, against the team that um, there's not a whole necessary, you know, not necessarily a whole lot of excitement about, you know, um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is, he, you know, he's been around, he's, uh, you know, he's kind of the, you know, the, the traveling quarterback over the last, you know, however many years and, you know, Denver is, generally underperformed you know for a while and it it just seems interesting you know that Denver of all teams you know with with you know John Elway's you know uh role he plays in the organization and being such a storied franchise that they don't have you know that they're going with the guy who's you know bounced around and who is also unproven like where is their marquee quarterback you know where is their John Elway you know you know I've got got a theory for you well, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I think that last or this offseason, they thought they were going to get Aaron Rodgers. And then when that fell through, they think they're going to get Aaron Rodgers this next offseason. So they got Teddy to hold him over. He, you know, like you mentioned, he's a serviceable guy. They've got strong defense. They're not known for their offense. He can get it done. And then, wham, next offseason, Aaron Rodgers free from Green Bay. Boom, heading over to Denver and leads the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a nice story. It's a nice storyline. It's a nice headline. Some, that's some solid clickbait right there. <laughs> I just, you know, I just don't know. And, and let's just assume that that is to whatever degree true, that that's their plan or that's their hope. I just don't know if like a patchwork, if a patchwork middle season is really the place where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them as favorites going on the road you know, to the East coast against a team that's got a big chip on their shoulder and is ready to start proving things. You know, Mm -hmm. you're, you're talking about, uh, you know, you know, you're talking about the giants who, you know, even though they've had injuries, they're still a cohesive unit now for, for a few years. And, um, you know, we know they're going to have a pretty solid defense. We know they're going to be at home and we know that they've got, you know, offensive weapons that are, they're ready to prove themselves. So, um, I'm going to have to ride with the giants, uh, you know, plus three here. And I think I might take them pretty heavily, man. I like I like the Giants plus three here a lot. Nice. You know, I was thinking about it. I actually laid off this game so far, but you you, you kind of swayed me and kind of reminded me of, you know, the, the fervor I had for them back when we were doing the season win totals. I think I'm going to sprinkle some on them on the money line. I should be getting, you know, plus 130, 140, 150. So mm-hmm. um, not sure if I'll do a full unit, but uh, maybe. Be sprinkle happy unit there on the money line, so maybe twelve fifty. Nice. So, so buckle up, huh? <laughs> Friends, mess. for for all of our loyal listeners that 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 uh, glossed over on that one, that uh, that was Big Bet Brent disclosing that his unit is twenty five bucks. I told you that at the beginning. You just weren't listening. Twenty five dollar units from Big Bet Brent. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
All right. Well, I feel like at the end of the day, with the New York Giants, we're going to live or die. This podcast will either live or die by whether or not the Giants do good. So, dear God, Danny Dimes, I hope you make some pro- progress between – what is it, third year now? I don't know. Man, I, I'm just I, – I cooled off on him a little bit when I just heard and saw some of his preseason games. But I'm sticking by him, and I'm going to sprinkle an entire half unit on them here this week one. Dude. You're going to smoke me, man. You're going to smoke me nine bucks at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. So we just covered seven of the 16 week one NFL games. For those that are still with us, those loyal listeners that are still with us that have not joined our NFL Yahoo Pick'em, you need to do so by Thursday. The It's a public-private group. Um, you join public group, then you click private group. The, the league number is 11887. The password is all lowercase lock, L-O-C-K. The winner will be getting $200 cash money, and you can see the rest of our picks on there. The rest of the the other nine games that we didn't get a chance to talk about today, we will, of course, be picking them every week on that NFL Pick'em. We already talked about our Bet Stamp Challenge. Mad Money Mike, the only one – okay, yeah, yeah. I I did want to mention this past weekend I did go up to D-Gen Joe's wedding – and uh, there was, it, I guess, just to, to put a note on that, it was an excellent wedding. I want to give a huge shout-out to DJ and Joe. So proud of him, him and Angie. They're somewhere in Mexico right now, probably sipping pina coladas, hopefully listening to this podcast. Nice. Just want to let them know. Had a great time. Uh, loved, loved the entire ceremony, the entire event. Um, couldn't, be, uh, couldn't be more proud of him. And uh, look forward to you know, some, some future loyal listener emails from him. Um, secondly, I did want to mention, oh, what was it? Yes, we do have a loyal listener email. Mad Money Mike, you ready for this? Bring it. Pumped. Okay, this is from Dad to the Bone. He says, how much money y'all spend on sports betting per month slash year? And how do you track your winnings predictions? Do you care about who's more accurate or do you YOLO? And then he sends another email that says, take out the first question. That's rude to ask about spending. My apologies. <laughs> so oh, I love it. Love it. The way I see it is, hey, you can ask anything you want, right? And, if, sure. I, and, and why does he call it spending on sports betting? Let me be the first to correct you, Dad, to the bone. It's investing. Damn okay, it. You don't say that you're spending money on the stock market. No, we're not going to the movies. This is entertainment, but it's also investing. I mean, we just gave you these are these seven games we just talked about. We picked we picked sides on, if not all seven, on probably six of them. You can take all these to the bank. Like you can take these to the bank, and they will cash your checks. That's Man, true. Mike, Actually, that is true. You mm-hmm. go up to the teller, and you just walk into a bank, and you mm-hmm. say like, "Hey, I would like to uh, withdraw," and you just say you say any dollar amount you want, and the the teller says to you like, "Do you have an account with us?" And you just say no. But I listen to It's Lock podcast, and then she'll automatically just she'll know, and she'll just give you whatever money. So it's you should be wearing a shirt when you do that. <laughs> exactly. That's a, that was that was my next point. Uh, yeah, and you know there really is there is no amount of money you can lose because whatever money you start with, if you lose that bet, you just double down on the next bet, and <laughs> if you lose that bet, you just double that on the next bet. So mm-hmm. you know there is there's there's really no way to answer the question because it's it's kind of unknown you just don't know now the only thing i will say is um it is technically called investing 
and uh, and you can't lose. That's it. Those are the only two points that you need to know. Yeah, because there's a similar strategy in blackjack called martingaling, and it's where you keep doubling down. And that got proven to be like, hey, you could eventually go bankrupt, but sports betting is <laughs> not. So you just got to know what game you're playing. That's all. Uh, regarding the questions, regarding the questions on how do you track your winnings and predictions. I lost access to certain files that tracked locks of the week, but I can tell you that my locks of the week last year, season one, were pretty good. Probably at least 500, if not, you know, you know, 75%. Mad Money Mike, boy, you ended on a down. You ended on a downer. I mean, I don't know how much detail you want to go into, but it was a bloodbath there. You swore off golf, and then I heard a rumor that you bet on golf this past weekend. Is that true? How did you do? I mean, what's your response? Okay, actually, I can. Uh, I will send you the receipts. Uh, I will send you the receipts so that you can verify this and um, and back me up if it comes up later. But I did put uh, just a very small bet on um, on John Rum. It was like uh, plus one forty uh, to win. He gave a heck of a show, man, a heck of a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, you mm-hmm. know, he was three. He was down three shots early. Then he was. Then he kept it within one shot, like the whole back nine. He was. You know, how much did you play. win? Just cut, cut to it. How much did you win? I profited like oh no. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, you didn't even he lost. I he know lost. But, exactly. But the rest of my story is is live betting. So I ah. put my entire full stack Oregon lottery scoreboard left the live line open until after they hit their tee shots on 18. So as soon as Canley bombed his tee shot, 363 yards or whatever it was on 18, I put my entire rest of my stack on uh, Cantley to win at minus 400. And, uh, and as we know, he won. And so I ended up up 167 bucks yesterday. So um, that's the beauty of live betting. I've been saying it over and over. You got to look for those. You got to look for those windows, and you just got to jump in. Now, let's just say, oh, Rom makes the eagle putt, and then they're tied, and they go to playoff holes, and then Rom does end up winning. And you could have just stuck with the original bet, but instead, you lost your entire stack. Then what, Mad Money Mike? And I say to that, it didn't happen. So don't have to come. I was about to say. I think this. I think we just answered uh, at Dad to the Bones last question. Or do you YOLO? Clearly, Mad Money Mike YOLOs. Clearly, we will see you. We can already see how this is going to go down. This bet stamp app, but over under on how many weeks you actually have money is set squarely at three and a half, minus 110 either side. Mad Money Mike, I, I got to take the under. I got to say, you, I can't believe you did that. What I mean, anything could have happened. Minus 400. Woo. Risky yeah. boy. No risk it, no biscuit. No wonder you like the bucks so much. I love to risk it for the biscuit, man. It is the tastiest biscuit that's ever been made. I mean, your heart is racing. There is nothing like the taste of a biscuit when your heart is pounding through your chest that your entire stack is about to vanish. So, um, yeah, you, 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 you YOLO. That is the answer. You mm-hmm. can't lose. It's an investment. And, yes, you YOLO. I think that covers it. Excellent. Well, dad to the bone, appreciate your loyal listener email. And of course, want to give a big shout out. Any other loyal listeners out there, please shoot us an email. We'll read it on the pod. And our Twitter handle is at it's a lock podcast. And Mad Money Mike, speaking of your heart beating out of your chest, 
on our Twitter account, I retweeted, there's a clip of a couple of, of at least one idiot, the driver, and probably one just guy, you know, there for the golf cart or there for the round of golf, you know, didn't know any better, probably a good guy. There's a couple guys in a golf cart. They try and jump over some huge ditch and they just completely total the golf cart. They like hit the edge of the ditch. They both go flying. It reminded me of pretty much what you tried to get us to do back up in Pittsburgh a long time ago, driving on the side of the hill. Anyway, go check, go check that out. It's on our Twitter account. You might be related know. to that driver. I don't know if you've seen it yet. You must have me mistaken for someone else. I don't know anything about driving wildly in golf carts. I definitely don't currently have a ruptured ACL as a result of a golf cart injury, so I'm just not sure what you're talking about. Oh, oh yeah. How's that going, man? We haven't had an update on that. We need an update. There is no update. I'm just waiting to uh, schedule, man. I don't know what it is, but, like, the knee is functional enough that I can, like, play golf and get around, so I'm – I'm riding it out. I'm going to uh, get the surgery during the uh, rainy season, depths of winter. So uh, stay tuned. Obviously, when I do finally schedule it and go under the knife, we'll do a podcast right before, uh, you know, assuming that I, I probably won't make it out alive. And uh, I'll give all my, my final picks that you can post, uh, you know, on my behalf from the grave. Um, but, yeah, to be continued. I'm, I'm just – I'm cruising right now, man. It's, it's, it's functional enough. I'm, I'm cruising. So – Appreciate uh, appreciate your concerns, but I am uh, I'm good to go, and uh, you know my my wild golf cart days are behind me, man. I might I may give the video a look. I may give the video a look, you know, just to to relive some old times. But that's 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 the past, Mike. That's regular Mike. That's not Mad Money Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what. Speaking of Mad Money Mike, Cheeto does have an anti bet, and then we'll close it out with some locks of the week. What do you think? Oh, don't tell me that it's uh, okay. Yes, I love it. I love it. Let's go. I'm now I'm nervous, are, dude. She she's deadly with the anti bets. All right, what do we got? Yeah, so we have refreshed all the statistics. We're all a fresh zero and zero. NFL Week One kicks off this Thursday. Cheeto's anti bet of the week. She's taking the Washington Football Team money line versus the Chargers. This one's pretty close to even money. Um. I think I sprinkled some on the Beth Stamp app for the uh, for the Chargers. I do kind of like what uh, Herbert's doing over there, but no, I, yeah, I think Washington Football Team's a little overrated. No, she's taking the anti bet. She's taking the Washington Football Team. Wow, I like it. I like it a lot. I may have to. Uh, I may have to jump on board on that one, man. I like that. That's uh, that's a solid. Don't you dare! No way, oh, no. man. No, no, no. You gotta stand with me in solidarity. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, that's what I meant. <laughs> Oh, you mother. All right. Wait, <laughs> well, hey, I got a sound bite coming at you for a lock of the week. I'll bet you the next three people I ask, two of them will say that it looks like sugar. Right? Turn around, it's two of them. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Oh, man, I can't tell you how good it is to hear that clip. Mm. Locks of the week are back. Mad Money Mike, why don't you start us off? Drum roll, please. Brrr. Tampa Bay Bucks minus eight. Take it to the bank. It is a lock. There's nothing else to be said. It's a lock, lock, lock. Triple lock, lickety lock. Tampa Bay minus eight. Just easy, man. It's just free money. They're just giving it out. They're just giving it out. They're just handing it to you. So if you like money, you know what to do.
Absolutely. And it'll be an excellent entry Thursday night football. We'll already have our locks behind us before we, and then we can just sit back and watch the Sunday slate. I'm right there with you. Exact same bet. Bucks minus eight. For those of you that got it early, I have a ticket from my birthday. I had it at minus seven. In fact, it was even less than that. It was minus six and a half for a while of the offseason. So it's not going to matter. Eight is it's going to be 18. Bucks are going to blow them out. Cowboys out of the league. The hard knocks. I mean, they just they don't have it. They're too too much too much theater. Not enough uh, not enough football. Right there with you. Give me the bucks. Nice, easy peasy, dude. All right. Well, that is going to close out season two, episode number three. Next week at this time, we will be talking about the results of the first week of football. Finally made it. Mad Money Mike, how do you want to close out this episode? Well, I did want to ask you, we didn't cover this before. Are we officially scrapping Diaper Dad Diaries for season two? Oh, no, 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 no. Roll, roll back the tape. We got to do Diaper Dad Diaries. Mad Money Mike, oh. thank you for correcting me. I have too many notes scribbled on this tiny piece of paper. I missed Diaper Dad Diaries. Yes, yes. Let us do the Diaper Dad Diaries. I would have been killed by either Chetum or my grandparents. <laughs> All right, lead it away, man. All right, so Kramer, he is 13 months now, and he's you know starting to pick up on some words, and he's also starting to pick up on – doing things that we don't want him to do. And so just, uh, you know, what he's been doing lately, we, we set up a little fence, you know, like a little gate, you know, so he doesn't go over into the, into the hallway and then go up the stairs because he loves going up the stairs, even though we tell him not to. So we put the gate up and he goes over there and he starts climbing it. And so I got to tell him, I was like, no, you know, Hey, Kramer, don't do that. And then of course he keeps doing it. So then eventually I'm like, no, no. And I'm like, easy, easy. I'll say, you know, various things. And now he goes over there. And he looks at – and he, he puts one hand on the little gate, and he looks over at us. And with his other hand, he shakes his finger like I did, and he goes, no, no. And then other times – at other times, he'll go, easy, easy. I, no. It was like I was feeding him breakfast or something. He's like, easy, <laughs> easy. So he's got lip already, and he's 13 months. So oh, That is great. Oh, that is pure gold, man. That is pure gold. I can't believe uh, I can't believe how big he looks, man. I uh, I had the pleasure of receiving a video uh, from Big Bet Brent last night. The K man was doing the tomahawk chop. I should have known as soon as I saw that that it was going to be game over for Notre Dame, man. That was the uh, that was the good luck chop. He uh, he gave him the good juju last night, man. That was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Can't believe how big he's not half man. bad, huh? That was pretty good. Oh, that was real good. Yeah, very impressive. What you got? Yeah, I mean, all right. Diaper Dad Diary for me is we had a totally unprompted. Uh, well, so we've been, um, you know, like, you know, obviously, you know how it goes. You're doing everything you can to like entertain your kid at all times. So, like, one of our things when she's like real upset is like, a, you know, where's that? Where's that? Dad? And, you know, it's a peekaboo, you know, behind something, poke out, behind something, poke out. You know, we just do it all the time. And, you know, like she thinks it's funny or whatever. We've been doing that for a while. The other day, even, I'm just I'm sitting on the couch. She's she's crawling around. She's you know just buzzing around. She comes over to the arm of the couch, you know, like to my right, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden I hear her like going like ha, and then like laughing, and like I turn and I look, and she's ducking her head down beneath the arm and then popping her head up ha, and like laughing, <laughs> and ducking her head down and popping her head up, going ha, 
she literally started playing peekaboo like totally on her own like we weren't even doing it she was just like buzzing around the floor playing with her books and stuff and like i was just like sitting there like a lazy bum and she comes over and starts playing peekaboo with me it was the craziest thing i like shout out to elena we've got it on video so we were able to like capture it on video send it out to the family it's uh it's like the cutest thing i've ever seen in my life man so i just couldn't believe it i was just like I don't know. You can't even put these moments into words, you know, like these kids are just like the way they like grow up and just like start doing stuff. It is, uh, there's nothing like it, man. There's nothing like it. This girl steals my heart every day, man. And, uh, and yeah, so yeah, the, the, the peekaboo, uh, the peekaboo session was, um, I was crazy. And then the other thing too, all kinds of new stuff. We're like in this like new stuff thing is like, we can say like, uh, what does the cow say? And she like can't get the O's out, but she like puts her lips together and goes, mmm. So she's like doing like moo, like when we say what's a cow say. So it's like hilarious. Yeah, yeah it's too good, man. She's she's growing up fast. It's uh pretty adorable stuff, man. Keeping us uh keeping us busy, obviously. Wild, wild, unbridled <laughs> animal child, but uh but cues can be Dude, that's freaking awesome, man. Hey, I don't know if y'all are like anti-babies on Twitter, but you should post that to our Twitter account, man. And then uh, I do want to ask, man, when does she turn one? It's this month, isn't it? Yep, yep. September 21st, uh, the old wife has got, uh, you know, the birthday party planned. Since, you know, she's one, she'll she'll know exactly what's going on. I'm real happy about that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's 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 for her. It's, or, you know, it's for, it's for mom and it's for me, I guess. You know, we're, we're really – we're the ones celebrating. We made it through a year. So yeah. Yeah. It's coming up, man. And, um, your little party going and just, just can't believe it, dude. Cannot believe it's going to be a year already, man. You know, in some ways it feels like I can't believe it, but in other ways it feels like it's like we've been doing this for like five years. It's been the longest year of my life. So I don't know if it's flown by <laughs> or if it's slogged by, I don't know what it is. I'm just, I'm in a suit, man, uh, but, but it's good. It's rewarding. Uh, I can't believe I'll it. edit yeah. that. I'll edit that piece out for you. <laughs> <laughs> but dude that is freaking sweet thank you for the reminder of course da- diaper dad diaries isn't going anywhere that's a staple that is why half of our audience <laughs> listens to this for sure <laughs> um yeah that's gonna do it for episode number three mad money mike anything else to close this out what else did i forget <laughs> that's it man that's it another great episode in the book so pumped nfl week one this is when we make our move this is when we go from zeros to heroes. This is our catapult into the stratosphere. It's officially underway. Uh, again, to reiterate what you said, make sure you send us emails at itslockpodcast at gmail.com and tweet us at itslockpodcast. We will definitely get our picks on Twitter. Um, and obviously, you can follow us on the BetStamp app. Uh, if we need to we can put directions on how to do that on twitter but we will make sure that everything is logged and tracked this year going back to dad to the bones emails about how do we track this thing we'll make sure that we get all of our picks on twitter uh, so that we can really use this season as a uh, as a benchmark for for what we bring to the table Uh, so make sure you tune in for all that stuff and that is it man i as always appreciate it can't thank you enough Love spending this time with you, man. Can't wait to do it again. I'm pumped, dude. Let's go. Excellent. Couldn't have said it better myself. That is going to close us out. Season two, episode number three. It's a lock podcast in the books. It's a lock. Peace.
That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week.